Now I'm hot. <laughs> Grab your coffee, get some breakfast, come on in. There's a few people that would love a friend to sit next to them. Our brave front row friends. Come on in. Hey y'all, welcome to Nest Remix. I hope you're as excited as I am to get y'all into some smaller groups. We do have a couple of announcements before we let you break out. So listen up. Hey, next month we have um, a talk coming to you about the birds and the bees. And my friend Pam McGee is going to be here to talk to y'all. And you will not want to miss that. I feel like we get a lot of questions about how to talk to our kids about that kind of stuff. And so you're not going to want to hear, we're not going to want to miss that. It's how to talk to your kids about sex. And um, oh, and Sue Boland's coming too. Two speakers for the price of one. Um, so anyways, raising gender healthy kids and how to talk to your kids about sex. We'll be t- hitting on both those topics next month, so be sure and register. Also, February's Hands and Feet, they have a little slide they want to bring to your attention so that you know what the service project is for February. And I think you got a handout when you walked in too, right? So if you can't remember what's on the slide, you can read about it later. And then lastly, and you're going to want to listen, especially those of you with little ones, Millie Hale is offering her discipline class again this year, and we haven't told anyone except those of you in this room. So if you haven't been to it yet and you would like to learn more about um, discipline, then here's the link that you're going to want to go to. Jot it down because it's not going to be there later. Everybody tells us this is our secret class. It's really not. It's just that it fills up really fast. And we wanted to honor you. You chose to get here this morning and to be here. And so here's how you register for the class. If it is not full by Monday, then I will put it on the Facebook page. I think it's going to be full by Monday. So, um, But that is there for you guys if you want to attend the discipline class. Um, A couple of things that you're going to want to know about today and where you're headed. One... You selected a class online when you registered for this event of what you would be interested in. We would love it if you would stick with that. That'll help us with our numbers. But if you just can't because you got in a fight with your husband last night and you have a whole new issue, then you may switch and that is just fine. Some of you said that you weren't able to pick a class, so then now's the time to pick one. So um, we are trying to record all of them for you again so that you can listen to any of the ones that you miss. Today's remix is different in that you're only attending one breakout. Some of the feedback we got from our last Nest remix is that it was too fast and we didn't have enough Q&A, so we're going to try it a different way, and we're only going to send you to one class, and so you'll get a whole hour and 15 minutes with that speaker, and they're going to leave plenty of time for Q&A time. Um, Also, when you walked in the door, you should have received a full sheet that has a map, the uh, speaker's names, what they're teaching. It's front and back, so make sure that you got all the information. And it also has the schedule for the day, so you'll kind of know um, what the timing is. I had a lot of people say, I didn't know whether I should nurse or not because I didn't know when the session ended. So now you know, and you can schedule your morning accordingly. Um, But those classes are all there for you. You guys, marriage is such a vital... It is the most important part of our family. Um, And so we really want to put a lot of importance on it. We want to make it a priority, and we wanted to show you all that by giving you 10 different rooms that you could go to to really help and strengthen your marriage. 
Um, knowing that we all come from different places, have different backgrounds, are married to different men, and so have different dynamics, there are lots of different options for you. And so make sure and read all your options and go to the one that you think fits you best for this morning. Sound good? It's just like last time for those of you that weren't here. Our children's building, when you walk out this door, you go immediately to the right and there'll be people to direct you. And, um, and the breakout rooms kind of go and they go in a U. We're only going to be using the L part of it. So look for the number on the breakout room and then follow the people that are pointing you in the right direction and you'll find it. If you can leave your stroller in the hallway, we would love it. If your baby's asleep, absolutely don't take your baby out of the stroller. Um, but it does get crowded in those breakout rooms, so try to be wary of where you push your stroller to. I think I hit all the highlights for this morning. If you're confused, when we break from here, you can find somebody in a blue shirt and they will give you any answers to any questions gladly, I'm sure. Um, I'm going to pray for us before we leave and then you're going to have about 10 minutes to grab more coffee, more food, say that one last thing that you wanted to say to your girlfriend when I interrupted you, go to the bathroom and find your room, okay? Jesus, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for these moms that are here. It is full-blown flu and cold season, and thank you for us all being healthy enough to be here, Lord. And I pray that you would continue to keep our families healthy. I um, pray over this morning and all these fabulous speakers that we have that have come and given of their time to come and share their stories and their testimonies and the wisdom that they've learned along that um, road that they've walked, Lord. And so I just um, am so grateful to them. And I pray that all these mamas would go into each room um, just kind of excited to hear um, what God has done in some of these marriages and, um, and maybe implement some, something in their marriage that could, um, that could really improve the state of their marriage, Lord, and could um, bring encouragement and refreshment. And so, Lord, um, just be with us this morning. Give us open hearts. Let us hear from your word. Um, we want to honor you in our lives, in our marriages, and in our families. We love you, Jesus, and we pray this in your name. Amen. All right, um, my speakers. Oh, what I miss? Oh, did you give that to me? Oh, okay. Okay, hey guys. Also, if you haven't heard yet, they are doing um, Dad U. Is that like Dad University? Is that what we're going for here? Um, for dads. So it's like the nest for the dads, and they're calling it Dad U. Isn't that awesome? And it's meeting on Tuesday. I didn't get the times. In this room, nope. Hey, Wes. Stage two. Also, just so you know, a little uh, heads up that this weekend he's talking about parenting. Can you relate to your kids? Uh, is the topic, so we'll talk about that on Sunday and then talk about it with your husband, with dads, on Tuesday morning. On so, Tuesday. Watermark.org slash dad, you please have uh, your husband's register if you would. Okay, great. Thank you, Wes. Hey, how excited are we that our dads can be equipped just like we get equipped? That, girls, that gets a hand clap. Thank you. Thank you, Wes. Dad, you on Tuesday. Sign up. Okay, my speakers, if you'll skip along to your spots before everybody else has the mad rush. We love you. We're grateful for you. And then everybody else, um, check out the sheet. Look at the map. Ask questions if you need to. Coffee, bathroom, and then head, head on to your breakout session.
Hey, if you're staying in this room, I would love for you to push to the front because it's supposed to be a small group of women. Also, I have handouts up here, so come grab you um, a note sheet and a stack of handouts while you push up to the front for me. And just as a review, this is the how to keep your marriage a priority in the baby days. Baby days. D-A-Z-E. In case you're in the wrong room. Okay, did everybody get some handouts? So much for trying to be a small group of people, huh? There's a bunch of us today. Okay, girls, how are y'all? Tired? Sleepy? It's Friday. I'm going to try to get this mic situated so I don't have to mess with it anymore. All right, for those of you that I haven't met, my name's Mandy Sisko, and um, my husband's on staff here on the marriage team, so today's real fun because we get to merge the two things that I love the most, young moms and marriage. Um, So it's been real fun to prepare for this talk and think about how my marriage has impacted my mommying and our family. Um, So it's been real good. I I brought a couple of pictures of my family. I think we have them up. Um, Most of them I tried to stick. Okay, so this is like the most baby picture I could get. That is my husband dressed like a clown. We used to be in camping ministry. Um, But I looked at this picture and I thought, this is four kids under the age of five, five and under, four kids, five and under. I think Allie had just turned five in November and this was like June. So um, that, that is probably the year, you know, like the baby days year where I was like, I'm drowning. Um, and then I had another picture. This was the first year we had just moved here to Dallas, which was also super overwhelming to move an entire family of six when they're all so little. And uh, she was still, this is still five and under, but we took that trip with Watermark to Estes Park and everyone threw up all the way home. So that was really, really fun. And um, this is uh, probably in the same, I no, notice that there's the same year pretty much in all my pictures that would um, explain the baby days for me the most. And this is, uh, we went back to Baylor to visit and I sat on a swing, that's the swing I used to sit on all the time as a college student. Man, life has changed a lot from, <laughs> from that to this. And then the last picture is a current picture at a different school at Lance went to Oklahoma State and so we went there for homecoming this year. And that, um, that's current. So now I have a 12-year-old, an 11-year-old. That little smiley guy in the front is going to be nine in a couple of weeks. And then five days after that, the kid next to him turns seven. So we survived. That, that is your encouragement today, that we actually survived. Um, but really, um, we found ourselves in a season that was marked. I wrote some words down of what, what I felt like in that season. And maybe not every moment, but as a whole, um, weary, exhausted, sleepless, sometimes isolating, poor communication, craziness, um, tough to remember. It was tough for me to remember that my husband and I wanted the same things. 
Um, not enough of me to go around was the theme of my life. Um, and then just busyness overtaking us. And so I'm assuming that a lot of you may feel some of those same feelings or you wouldn't be in here right now. Um, some of you, and I'd love to know, um, how many of you, you are on maybe, maybe first baby, maybe second or third baby, but your life is limited sleep. It revolves around eating, sleeping, and pooping. And this might be one of the first times that your marriage is marked by the oneness being tested. Anybody in the room? Hands? Yes. So we got a lot of first, first babies, or at least babies. And then what about anybody have toddlers where discipline's becoming a challenge? And I was thinking back... I was thinking back to that phase where I thought that it should be an Olympic sport to be able to breastfeed and chase a toddler because that is all I did was literally chase kids with another kid on my boob. Um, and then some of you may even already have some kids in elementary school. And so you're running the gamut of like new experiences and a new schedule, but plus having a baby in the house. And so every kid that's added adds a new level of insanity. And so, um, and so I'm glad that y'all are here. I did reminisce a little bit. I wanted to remind myself exactly how I felt. And I was really grateful that um, blogging became such a big deal when I was a stay-at-home mom. So I blogged a ton. And so I was able to go back through my blog and really read my own words on how things were or what they felt like. And that was... Um, I ran across this post, and I'm going to read it to y'all because I thought it was kind of funny. All it said was, all it said was yesterday was the title of the post. It said, yesterday, I went to Walmart with three kids, and I forgot three things. Not the kids, thankfully. Riley pooped his pants. After returning home, he then pooped on the carpet. Caleb fell on his bike twice and cried hysterically both times. Soon after, Riley fell from a small bridge next door and bloodied his nose. Allie had a misunderstanding that left her in tears, so Mom decided that Sonic would cheer everyone up. <laughs> we got to Sonic, and Riley dropped his lemonade before he took even one sip, had a complete meltdown face, face first on the ground. Then he tinkled in the sand at Sonic... <laughs> So we went home. Lance and I didn't go to bed till 11, and then I woke up to Griffin crying at 5 because he's teething. And I just thought, I just remember those days being so, so tiring. We also have this great story that we like to tell. We thought we were, um, Lance and I thought we were really awesome for this decision. We had a newborn, and he needed a well check, but the other two had missed their well check, and their birthdays are four weeks apart, so I was like, well checks, three of them, get them over with, it'll be great, and Lance took off work, I was like, two adults, three kids, three well checks, what can go wrong, this is going to be perfect, and I've never wanted to melt into the ground so much in my whole life. We got there, and one kid gets shots and, of course, starts crying. The next kid gets shots and, of course, starts crying. Um, Riley was in a stroller, so I was pushing Riley back and forth like this. After, I don't even think he had had shots. He was just crying. He hadn't gotten his yet. We started with the oldest. Allie was crying at my feet. I'm pushing a stroller, and Lance is, Caleb's now crying, and Lance is trying to make him start laughing, so he's, like, doing this with him, like, ha-ha. And my elbow came back when he caught, came up, and <laughs> Caleb's tooth went completely crooked like this. And, uh, and we both looked at each other, and I was like, 
oh my gosh. And of course he erupts and crying again. So the doctor goes, we need donuts. <laughs> and uh, he's a good family friend. And I was like, okay. Uh, he leaves the room to go get th do two donuts for the kids. And uh, in that amount of time, Lance comes over to me. I now have, I'm trying to remember, Allie, Stroller, and he just hands me Caleb and is like, you're going to have to take him. <laughs> and he passes out. <laughs> because he can't handle stuff like that. So I was like, you have to be kidding me. Three crying children. At this point, Lance is face first on the floor. And Allie's laying on top of him. And Dr. Barrett walks in the door with two donuts and goes, I guess we need another one. <laughs> this like just sums up my life. Um, so anyhow, just a funny story just to tell you that I've been there and, um, and life is crazy. And the fact remains that kids gain energy while adults lose energy. Guilt and worry sets in. Those are typical feelings that we feel. Stress can rule us sometimes. Um, and our days as a mom are just long and filled with immediate needs, just things that have to get done. Um, Lance likes to say that that's why old people sit in lubies and stare at each other without talking. <laughs> because they're still thinking about how insane their life was. <laughs> so he loves to talk about that. But be encouraged, you guys are, this room is full. And so if it means nothing more than you realize that you're not alone and, and, and feeling a little bit overwhelmed and knowing that, um, that you want to make your marriage a priority, but it's really difficult when you have so much going on. Um, so be encouraged that you're not alone. But here's the deal. Our natural response um, is to take care of the urgent. That's, that's just the natural response in this world that we just are like, oh, there's a need and I need to meet it. Um, and kids' needs always seem urgent. And when they get really good at it, they like convince you that it's urgent, you know, um, even when it's not. And so we have to be counterintuitive. That's true in a lot of things. When we get in our Bible and we're reading we realize, oh my gosh, the world does this a completely different way. Um, and the same is true when it comes to urgent versus important. We have to be counterintuitive. So I wanted to illustrate this decision to be counterintuitive with a really great theologian. Um, it's Lightning McQueen. And um, so I have this little video clip that I was going to show you. Oh, right. That makes perfect sense. Turn right to go left. Yes, thank you. Or should I say no thank you? Because in opposite world, maybe that really means thank you. <laughs> I love cars. I actually semi am so sad that my kids are past that. Um, and I love Lightning McQueen's response here when he's like, yeah, thanks. It's very sarcastic, but... Um, a lot of times when you hear that, um, like, hey, we have to be counterintuitive. We have to put the urgent aside and take care of the important. We have to remind ourselves that that's what we need to put first is what's important, not necessarily what's urgent. And I think a lot of you could probably look at me like McQueen and be like, oh, sure, that makes perfect sense, you know. Um, but it actually is true because our world woos us into thinking that there are certain things that are more important than others. And there really is nothing more important in your family than this relationship that you have with your husband. Aside from your relationship with the Lord, this is the relationship that matters the most. Um, and so I know that our God looks at it differently because of the words that are um, in scripture. And that 
in Genesis when it reminds us of oneness and it tells us that a man will leave and cleave. Um, that's, that's where he's speaking into that oneness and how important it is. Um, we prioritize this because of that, because God says we're supposed to be cleaving together, not just one day, not just when we get married, oh, we're going to cleave. It's, it's a daily process of choosing to cleave to one another. Um, another reason to make it a priority is because this is a permanent relationship. Our kids are arrows. It talks about that in Psalm 127. And we're going to shoot them out of our um, out of our house one day, and they're not going to be there anymore. And so we want to put the importance or the priority on this relationship that's permanent. Because although our kiddos will, will still have a relationship with them, they won't be living in our house forever. We'll only have them for a short time. And then the other reason is um, because it's a covenant relationship, because this isn't a relationship that we're supposed to peace out of and walk away from, well, we might as well make it fun, right? We might as well put enough effort and energy into it to make it something that we actually enjoy. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to discuss how to prioritize our marriage by communicating, serving, and syncing up. And I gave you some like way basic note outlines there, mainly because I don't want you to be super overwhelmed with like a lot of things. And I am going to give you a lot of information, but at the end of each of those, like when we get to the end of communication, we're just going to, I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to let you think for a minute. What's just one thing? What's one way I can make communication better between my husband and I? And I just want you to jot that down and we'll stop at the end of each one of those so that you can just kind of think for a minute on what I'm talking about, and then just take away one little area for each of those. Um, So hopefully that'll be a blessing. So communication. Um, Some of these are going to be reminders. If you've been around Watermark for long, you've heard plenty of communication talks. And so there might be a a few things that that will be reminders um, and things that you have heard before but look different now that you have a baby in your home. And then some of these things will just be little tricks or things that Lance and I have learned along the way that have made marriage slightly easier in this area. So um, the first one is just that each kid you add to your house, so even if you're on baby one or if you're on baby three, it's like you have to learn how to talk to each other again, Um, which is just baffling to me. But it just is there's so much going on that you have to make time. You actually have to like make time to communicate where before there was all this open air between you and your husband. You'd get home from work and you could talk. Um, but now there's a baby there and there's somebody that needs something or there's a toddler running around and a baby there and there's feedings and there's just so many other things to work around. And so communication looks different because you have to actually make the time for it. Um, I want to encourage you to connect on a heart level and not just on an information level. It is real easy for me to get into the, well, here's what happened today, and here's what I need you to do, and oh yeah, I have this going on, and don't forget you have that going on. And it just kind of turns into a business relationship more than a marriage. And so um, sometimes I have to think really hard, like, what would be fun to talk to you about, you know? Um, But I want to encourage you in that direction of just connecting on that heart level. Um, The baby season for me is not the season. This may not be true for you. For me, I had to communicate to my husband and to myself, really, this is not the time for me to set goals or dream big 
this is not, we're not having those kind of conversations, at least for me. I realize like those aren't fun conversations for me. They usually end in some kind of tear fest and, um, and leave me just feeling kind of depressed, you know? And so I've realized when I have a baby in the house, and what I mean by that is if I'm sleep deprived, um, or even if it's just a season where we're running ragged, I know like this isn't a good time to have a conversation about how cool it would be if we did a kitchen model makeover, like, or I don't want to talk about camp gladiator goals when I'm not sleeping through the night, you know? So just be aware of what kind of conversations you're having. Um, recognize that your expectations of yourself, of your husband may have changed and his expectations of you and of himself may have changed. And so those are really good, healthy conversations to have of just like, you know, hey, what kind of expectations do you have? I know Lance and I had to have a really big chat about that early on because he, um, he loves to come home to a picked up house. That's just him. And I was able to do that for a while. And then I hit a point where I was like, yeah, I can't do that anymore. I'm sorry. We got to work something else out. And so there was a season in there where I was like, if you could lower your expectation of that, I will help you if you will help me and we'll get it done together when you get home. Um, and we kind of did that for a while until I was able to communicate like, hey, okay, I'm in a better place now. Like, and I've trained the kids and they help and we can get this done, you know? Um, but just know that there's gonna be seasons where those expectations are a little bit off. And so those are great conversations to have. Um, a lot of people around this church like to say, stop, keep, start. Those are great conversations to have. What do we need to stop doing? What do we need to keep doing? What do we need to start doing? Is there anything that we could do different to make this go different? Um, Kristen Kadersh is doing a breakout right now on expectations. And so if this is an area where you feel like you and your husband are kind of off, like you're, we're missing each other on the expectation thing, then I would encourage you to listen to her talk when it posts. Um, love languages. They could change, and they might just change seasonally, but they're probably changing somehow, and they may change permanently. Mine completely changed permanently. When I had a baby, Lance saw a new level of need in me that I had never had before. I was a pretty high-functioning person, and then I had a baby. Well, then I had four babies in four years, and I, and I was not a high-functioning person anymore, and so him unloading the dishwasher would turn me on. You know, I'm like, thank you. I needed that to be done. So um, I became a huge acts of service person. And you may want to ask your husband's love language may change too. And so just paying close attention to what his love language looks like as well. And we talked about making time for communication. Um, even if you have to say, hey, we need to talk about X when would be a good time to talk about it? Even, even if you just have to say that, not necessarily like get out the calendar or put it in your phone or whatever, but just like, hey, we really need to follow up on whatever conversation. When can we do that? Um, that happens a lot more often in my house now than it did before, baby. Um, weekly meetings. Um, people talk about that all the time. I think that's really important when you have a baby. Um, just to know like this is a night of the week or even a morning if that's better for you that we like sit down and like discuss how things are going, how you're feeling loved or not loved, how things could go better. I also, I benefit greatly from weekly meetings because Lance is able to look at my calendar and go, have you lost your mind? That's not enough margin in your week. Like 
this is not acceptable. He just has a better thumb and it keeps me accountable um, because I think margin is a huge thing that changes with baby. You have to have more margin. And as you're adding kids, more and more margin because that's more people to poop their pants and that's another diaper bag to forget. And that's, you know what I mean? Like it's just... You need a lot more margin with every kiddo that you have. And as they get older, then that margin can get a little bit smaller when they're a little bit more self-sufficient and can put their own shoes on. But there, there comes a, a season where you're like, okay, we need wide margins on this calendar. And your husband could be a good person for that. And then just perspective. If you know what's going on in his week, then you know, um, you know what would bless him. Oh, you have, a, you have a late meeting on that day, so I should bump back dinner because that would bless you. You won't have to rush home and whatever. Or, oh, you have a really busy week, so I might be able to bless you at the end of the week to get away and do something fun. Um, just gives you good perspective of what he's got going on. Um, keeping short accounts is talked about a lot in communication classes and the pre-married and the newly married. Well, now you have a baby, and it looks different because keeping short accounts is harder when you have a kiddo there. And for me, a lot of times, I just kind of want to, you know, I'm watching y'all burp your baby, and I just remember being like, well, you know, and thinking all these things that I needed to be communicating to my husband and not just kind of burying because there were other things that needed to be done. Um, I learned really quickly in um, new baby phase that I need to say in the moment a lot of times, hey, that really bothered me. I was terrible at that before. So I would have to like slam the dishwasher shut for him to be like, is something wrong? Well, yes, actually there is, you know? And he's so much more blessed now for me, even though it's busy and crazy and my mind is scattered to just go, we don't have to talk about this right this minute, but that really bothered me. What you just said or what you just did or how that happened or or anything like that. If it comes to your relationship with him, how can you kind of cut off that bitterness before it really gets started to just be able to go, whoa, that, it may be the way I received it, but that I did not receive that well. Um, we, t- we took a trip to Oklahoma and the kids and the chaos and the car, and I don't have to describe it to y'all, you know, and um, he was picking on me. Like he was picking on me, just little, and I, I was getting so frustrated (laughs) and I just was, um, I have this trick where I do I like push my tongue up to the roof of my mouth or like kind of right between my teeth when I'm trying not to say something when I shouldn't, when I should hold my tongue. And that's what I was doing. And he was like, you're quiet. (laughs) And I said, you're really bothering me right now. And he was like, what? And he laughs now because he was like, I, I was really picking on you. I was being a total jerk. Um, and he was like, but you handled it really well. <laughs> um, but that just to encourage you to just be able to say like, that, that's bothering me or that really, you're bothering me is not as nice. Um, but anyhow, um, you're bugging me. This is bothering me. Those kind of phrases need to come a little bit more often if you want to cut off the bitterness. Um, but then there are other times, girls, when um, I love Job 6.26. It talks about when words are wind, when people say things to you and it needs to just blow by your ears. And that's going to be a lot for your husband, especially if you um, have a newborn in the house or just a lot of babies um, because he's not getting as much sleep either. Um, your intimacy is probably struggling slightly. Um, 
work is probably hard. And I think new dads, it's really hard. He's working all day and his life may not have changed very much during the day, but it's changed a lot when he gets home. His wife is very different and their and your home is very different. And so um, they're going through a lot of changes as a new dad too. And so keep in mind that there are going to be moments where you can let words be wind. Your husband's words can be wind and you can go, I'm just going to believe the best right there because you're just as tired as I am. And I know that you didn't, you don't mean that, or you didn't mean that. Um, for us now, what that looks like is when Lance has really got a lot going on. This is a perfect example this week because he worked Monday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and Friday night. He was up here every night, every one of those nights, only home on Tuesday and I was gone. So we haven't seen each other. And, um, and he, um, you know, has done some things this week that I've been like, but I've let it go because I've known like his work schedule is ridiculous right now. And so I know he doesn't mean that his heart is good. He's just, he's just whipped. Um, so that's kind of some, some info on communication. And I want to just pause and give you time to process kind of what you heard and just think about if you could go home today and do just one thing differently or tweak one part of your communication with your husband, what would it be? And just jot it down um, so that you're not leaving with a head full of stuff. Like what's the one thing that you think you would like to, to maybe work on or clarify? Okay. So the second area is in service, making our husband a priority by serving him. Um, Philippians 2, that's just your marriage verse, right? Like um, consider others better than yourself. That whole chapter is just, it's, it's, it's also your mommy verse. <laughs> it just is everything. Um, and I think it's hard because you've entered a new phase of selflessness. Um, we used to joke all the time, every time we would have another baby, we would be like, I didn't think that you could get any more selfless. Like, I didn't think there was anything left to give, you know, and we would still watch the Lord fleshing out some of that selfishness with every every person that was added to the family. So it is hard. I'm not saying that it's easy, um, but it is what the Lord um, would love for us to do is to consider others more important than ourselves. And so let's, um, let's try not to wait until our husbands serve us. Let's try to serve them instead to go first. Um, Genesis 2 calls us the suitable helper. And so this is an area where we can be a suitable helper for our husbands by serving him. And I kind of broke service down into three areas in word and deed and in bed. Um, and I've really enjoyed thinking about these as different because they are, they're different ways to serve our husbands and, um, love languages will play a lot in this. If you know your husband's love language, um, then that will really encourage you. Like I probably need to serve him in word more or, or indeed more or, um, in bed more, or if he's a gifts guy, then you got it made. You just got to go find cool stuff to buy. Um, but uh, let's start with in word, um, just affirming our husbands. First Thessalonians 5.11 says, encourage one another and build each other up. And so just being positive goes so far. Men love affirmation. And so this is a huge one. Um, and I would say that what we don't say is just as important as what we do say. And I'm guilty of not saying. I'm guilty of thinking things, but not saying them out loud. Um, and, and that affirmation piece is really important. Um, I would say to always assume the best in our men. 
Um, and that will go a long way um, mentally for you, and then that will come out verbally as well. Um, I, in your handouts, I gave you um, a couple of different things that have to do with this. Um, one is just these little like love note cards. I figured Valentine's Day is coming up, and so you could do something fun with those as well. But this is just a fun way to kind of leave some affirmation for your husband. I put those on cardstock. And then um, if you'll skip to the page that says 52 sweet things to text and words of affirmation, those two pages are just, you know, if you need some help knowing how to encourage your husband and what to say, this makes it really easy. Okay, you have a cheat sheet. Um, But I think text messaging makes it so easy now that we can be encouraging our husbands a lot. And, um, and depending on their personality, they may not want to text, you know, every hour on the hour. But one a day doesn't hurt in the middle of a work day to get something encouraging from a wife. And so those are there for you. Some are cheesy. Some might be something you would actually say. So um, use that how you would like. But I think a simple way to think about this is that when you say, I love you, add the because. Like, why? Why do you love him? And that brings the affirmation in because then he realizes that there is a reason for that love to be there. Um, Amanda Gio is doing a breakout on this actual thing right now. And so she's teaching on affirming your husband. And, um, and so if this is an area where you think you could really use some strengthening, then I encourage you to listen to hers when it posts. Um, also under service is just indeed just in the things we do for our husband. Psalm 117.2, it talks about God and it says, his loving kindness is great towards us. And so my thought is just, um, our God shows us loving kindness and so we're to show others loving kindness and why wouldn't we give our husbands the very best of that? We chose to marry them. We chose to be in a relationship with them forever. And so they should be the first ones that we want to pour that loving kindness out on. We want to give them our very best. Um, And I think that this can take time, but I think that this time is always worth it. Always worth it. Um, And we're tired. So we can't necessarily um, be expected to be thinking of it all the time. I think that would be great if we could, but I understand that we're um, lacking creativity when we're lacking sleep. That's how I like to think of it. And so when Lance and I hit that point, I thought, I want to love you well. I just don't know what that looks like right now. I don't know how to do that well. And so we did a couple of different things. Um, we made each other these hint boxes. This one's falling apart. It's made a couple of moves now. Um, but I tried to make his manly and mine's like real, you know, aqua with flowers and cute or whatever. But, um, oh, that's funny. I didn't know what he had in here. Gift cards. Looks like I'm going to lunch, girls. Kidding. So inside the box are these like just little pieces of paper. And there was a season, we've really gotten out of it, but there was a season where we would write on our own pieces of paper in our own boxes. So like his box, he would write down ways that he would feel loved. And in my box, I would write down ways that I would feel loved. And when he wasn't looking, I would go over and I would look at him and I would read him and I would take him out 
um, so that I would know when there was new ones or whatever. Um, but it was just a fun way to know. And I didn't have to guess because he's the one telling me, like, this is exactly how I would feel loved. Um, and so that was real, that was really fun for both of us. Um, I had a friend who, she had a page in the back of her journal and he had a page in the back of his journal. It was the very last page and they just made lists. Like when he would think of something that would really bless him that he would love for his wife to do, um, then he would just jot it down in the back of his journal. And so whenever she saw it laying around, she would flip to the back and kind of read and see and get any ideas from that. Um, but that being said, you don't, you don't have to guess. Like you could just ask him. Like you could say, I want to do sweet things for you, but my mind feels muddied. So help me know like what that could be. And that could be at your weekly meeting. It could just be in passing or you could, you know, put something in place to help with that. Um, one of the ways that Lance and I really love to um, serve one another is by giving each other rest. We just talked about this at the expecting parent class this weekend, but there's nothing worse than being so tired and wanting to like grab for time to yourself. I think it always makes me feel guilty in the end. Like any time that I'm like, can I please get away? Like, well, can I please just go to Starbucks and sit by myself? That, albeit, is great when I get to go do that, but it is so much richer and so much sweeter when it's offered to me. And so knowing that about myself, I've tried to do that for my husband, knowing that it would probably be sweeter for him if it's offered to him as well. And so just being able to extend rest to him in little ways and in big ways. So like little ways in our house looks like, hey, don't come straight home from work today. You have worked so much and there's nothing restful going on here. So go do something fun or go meet a guy and go to the movies or take, you know, take a friend and y'all go get dinner or he doesn't like coffee. So I can't say go sit at a coffee shop. Um, but, or just take the long drive home and come home when you feel like you've listened to a good podcast and, you know, had a Coke or whatever. Um, so those are, those are little ways. Also, Saturday mornings, like you just don't get to sleep in on Saturday anymore when you have kids, you know, you don't get to sleep in ever. And so we started kind of doing, giving that to each other. Like if I um, knew that he had a long week or would really be blessed by a Saturday morning off, then I would roll over and go, stay in bed as long as you want. And I would get up and I would go take care of the kids and do fun stuff for them or whatever. Um, man, that is just, isn't that a gift? Wouldn't you love for somebody to roll over and tell you that? Don't get up. Stay in bed as long as you want. So let's give that to our men. Um, and then also just in big things, when things come up that give him an opportunity to get away and do something restful, I want to give it to him. Even though I'm like, yes, please be gone for five days in a row. I would love that. I really would love that because it makes for a happy man when he gets home. He's rested. He's relaxed. He's done something fun. Um, he just went to California on a backpacking trip. It's probably been about a year and a half now. It's probably time for Lance to get a good getaway, you know. Um, but um, I think that's something that our men need to recharge uh, is some extended time away as well. Um, there's also the, this little list that I have here. Ways to show him love. I pulled this off of something. I gave credit to it at the top. Um, I think they had like 85 ways and I just chopped it to 50, but, um, just to highlight a couple of those, um, 
you know, like number four says drop off Starbucks. My, my guy doesn't drink coffee, but he would die for a sonic drink. So I can do that one. I think number 20, pick a 24 hour period to not complain about anything. What a gift, right? And what a challenge. Um, I think 47, do something that he likes that you wouldn't normally do. I mean, if I'm honest, for me, this is in the area of intimacy for us. And so there was a time where I was like, okay, I'm going to have sex seven days in a row. I would never do that on my own accord, but he is going to love this, you know? So just think of of things that would bless him that will be like, what? What is going on with you? Now, I will say that one backfired on me because on like day five, I was like, have you noticed? And he was like, yeah, I was wondering if we were about to up it to twice a day. And I was like, okay, you. Anyhow, but that's a good transition into how we serve our men in the bedroom. Um, I, and it doesn't really have to be in the bedroom, but it just seemed to flow better to say um, in bed. Um, But I think that we can very easily, once baby is added to the family, we can battle generosity of our time our energy, and our creativity because, girls, we are touched out, talked out, and worn out. And I get that. And I, um, especially breastfeeding, I just felt, I was just kind of like, no more. Like, my body has given everything to everybody, and I'm all done. Um, But this is a gift to both of us. I mean, this gift is a gift to both of you. It encourages emotional intimacy and, um, I mean, it's good for your body. It's good for your relationship. There is, there is nothing about sex that says it's a service just to him because you're doing yourself a huge service too. Um, Proverbs 5, 18 and 19, may your fountain be blessed and may you rejoice in the wife of your youth. May you ever be captivated by her. I just love that verse. Um, and I think about it a lot when I'm thinking about intimacy. Um, Having a baby on the scene, guys, just changes so much about intimacy, and it's hard to get too detailed. That's why there was a breakout for that specifically, which you can also go listen to. That's Allison's breakout. Um, But I do think that if we don't challenge ourselves in this area, it can easily become a rut for us um, because of the being touched out and worn out. Um, I lived that, I know. Um, But I think that's why we have to make it fun and we have to change it up. Um, I think on one of these lists it says like play strip poker or something and, you know, something fun like that would do, would do you good or a location change. Um, For me, I'm so tired. I'm like, I don't want to stay up any longer, but I didn't get a shower today because children. And um, so I'm just going to combine a shower with intimacy and we're going to knock this out all at once, you know? And so some of it is just being creative like that. And also, um, just from my personal experience, I, I had to make an effort in this area. And that effort looked like, I need to go find something that makes me feel pretty right now because I don't feel sexy. I just feel like milk jugs. <laughs> and so it helped a lot for me to go to a store and buy pretty panties and a pretty bra and like make an effort to feel good about myself again. And so um, I don't know if that helps y'all at all. And, and Lance, this is getting way too personal, way too fast. But Lance and I, I really did feel touched out. And so that was the reason why I was like, I'll go buy a really sexy, fun bra. And you can look at it a lot. <laughs> but please don't touch them. 
And, um, and that was a great deal for us in that season. And you get past that season, you know, and you stop leaking and you get to put the breast pads away and it gets better. Um, but for that season, I was like, just don't touch them. But I'll, you here, look, look all you want, you know. Um, and so that's okay too. Um, but again, if that's an area that you'd like to um, be encouraged in, then I encourage you to listen to Allison's talk when it posts too. Um, so that's in the area of service. So just stop and think a minute on each of those little areas in word and deed and bed. I'm going to give you a little bit of time to jot something down. Like what, what area could I work a little harder on or do one thing different in? Okay, the last little area is called syncing up. Um, just another way that we can make our marriage a priority is by syncing up and first spiritually syncing up. Um, first Thessalonians five reminds us to never stop praying. Y'all, I have to talk about this first because I have been, I have always struggled in the area of prayer. I think I have ADHD or something. I cannot focus. I, I just think about other things. I move on. Um, my prayer life for a long time would be very just short, short little prayers to the Lord. I know that's not what he intends for prayer to be. Um, and so that's why I start here of like praying together. Um, Lance and I did a 30 day challenge and this is probably the best, um, the best thing we've done spiritually to unite us was that 30 day challenge. We prayed every morning for 30 days. And it's amazing, once you do that, it's easy to keep going. It's, it just becomes, that's just what you do. And, um, and praying together is so strengthening. And it's really hard to be upset with someone when you're praying with them. Really hard. I mean, it softens your heart towards your husband like nothing else can. And so I really encourage you to find time to pray together. Um, daily would be awesome. Weekly would be a step in the right direction. Um, I do think when you have one little newborn, you're doing walks a lot. So take the walks together and pray while you walk. I mean, while you're out there stroller and a baby, make it a prayer walk. Make, make the things that you're already doing more intentional. Um, and that'll help a lot. And then praying for him. There were a million and one different ways to pray for your husband, but I just went with one of the most basic ones. And I love this little handout. And it kind of goes through each... Um, part of his body and how to pray for him. And I love the verses that they put with it. And so use that if you can. Um, I think it's really sweet. <laughs> My husband does a better job at this than I do, but he has like a how to pray for your wife card and it stays in his car. And he prays for me every day on his way to work based on whatever the number is. And so I love that idea too. We don't, um, if you're a stay-at-home mom, you don't get in your car every day and drive somewhere every day um, at the same time every day, you know. Um, so that doesn't work for me. I, do, I, do, I pray different, at a different time for him. But if that will help you to know how to pray for your husband, that's great. Um, share what you're learning in God's Word. I am so spurred on when other people tell me, well, I was reading in, you know, 
First Peter about blah, 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 and I learned this, this, and this, and it just makes me want to be in God's word. And so share what you're learning with your husband and spur him on to want to be in God's word. Um, ask him what he's learning. Hey, what are you learning? What'd you read this morning? What have you been reading in God's word? Um, read through something together. Um, a lot of families here will do the journey together. Um, we did a one-year Bible when we were first married, and we read through that together. Um, when, you're, when you are growing spiritually together, you, it's glue. It's glue for your marriage. Um, also, when we had littles at home, I would, especially if I was breastfeeding at like that 11 p.m. feeding or whatever, you know, where you stay up late to feed one more time, to put them to bed and hope they sleep for five hours. Um, I remember I was so tired, but I would breastfeed and he would read God's word out loud to me. And so ask your husband to read to you during times like that. It's, that's again, just taking what you're already doing and putting God into it, you know, and putting a spiritual oneness into it. And um, memorizing scripture together can also be a good way to sync up spiritually. Um, we have friends in our community group. They attend um, the Linger Conference that takes place here every year. That's their thing. They go to it every year together. They find childcare and they go to that every year and have great spiritual conversations. And I think it's really neat that they have something every year that they do that keeps them spiritually bonded. Um, another area to sync up is just relationally. So this is just, this is the fun stuff. This is why you fell in love with that guy. This is what like makes you smile about him, what you enjoy about him. Those are the things that we want to keep pursuing, even though we're exhausted. Um, so those texts throughout the day, um, notes that remind him why you care about him and why you love him, basically fighting the urge to coexist. It's really easy when you start adding kids to your family to just be existing under one roof together and forget that like, oh my gosh, this is the love of my life. Remember how I felt on our wedding day? Like I was so excited to spend the rest of my life with you and now I can't see straight. Um, and so make that eye contact. Take the time to look your husband in the eye and, um, and give him that eye contact. Um, just keep pursuing each other on dates. Um, dates look different once you have babies, right? Right? They did for me. I felt like dates got a little tricky. Um, I think childcare gets a little tricky, um, especially if there's any financial stress at all. You're like, I don't want to pay for a babysitter and pay to go out. Now we're done for the whole month, maybe two, you know? And so you got to get creative. Um, Hi, uh, we swapped with friends. We never could afford childcare. So we swapped with friends. I found somebody that had three kids, which was almost like having four kids. I think I got the better end of the deal. I would go to her house two times a month and put her kids to bed, feed her kids dinner and put her kids to bed. She would come to my house two times a month, feed my kids dinner and put my kids to bed. So we got to go out, eat dinner, come home and our kids were already asleep, which if your kids aren't in bed when you get home, it's, it doesn't count as a date, I don't think. <laughs> At least it doesn't feel like a date because I'm like, oh, now I got to do all this stuff. Um, but I think swapping babysitters was really helpful for us. And just keeping your date shorter um, if you do have to pay for childcare, and that's a problem. And I feel like when you have a baby, you have to keep it short anyways because you're on the time clock, right? Somebody needs to be nursed. So you like nurse real quick and go on a date and have to come right back. Um, a lot of times. And so just kind of keeping your date shorter if you need to. Um, 
I have a list that I put together, some date night ideas, which are just, you know, it's always fun to have some different ideas to take a look at. And I did date nights out that might have to be quicker, just short things that you can do. And I want to highlight work out together and volunteer together. Again, something that you want to do that you maybe aren't getting around to or something that you have to do and just turn it into something that you do together it can be really nice and really fun. Um, I was reading something and it was saying, go work out together, but show up separately and then flirt with each other and no one will know that you're really married and it'll be hilarious. And I thought that was so funny. Um, but uh, whatever, whatever gets you excited, I guess. Um, Lance and I found that every single date night ended at Target or Walmart. Anybody else? oh, we just need diapers, or we just need that one more thing. And so we were always at the store, so we started doing where we would, um, if we had to do that, that's fine. It's something that needed to be done. But then we would go to the card aisle, and we would each pick out a card for each other, exchange it, read it, and put it back. <laughs> just to make it something that's still fun for you and still exciting. And so keep that in mind if your date, if your date feels like it always ends at, Home Depot or Walmart or Target, then at least do something fun with it. Um, the date nights in, I think are really, I, let me say this, do it better than we did. We just binge watched Lost the entire time our kids were babies. Um, and so I think there are better date nights ideas, date nights in ideas. And so I have a little list of things there. Maybe some of them excite you and some of them you would laugh about. Um, but the one that we would say, I asked Lance, like, what did you love doing the most? Like at home dates. And we used to do what we called fake and take where we would fake our kids out and we would feed them all dinner and then we would put them to bed and he would go get takeout. And then we would eat alone, um, and enjoy company and eat dinner and not have to feed anybody else. And it was so fun. I just loved those nights. Um, getting a good meal, but didn't have to hire a babysitter. We were right there. Um, but it was super fun. And it was a long time before our kids realized that we weren't eating dinner with them on fake and take nights. So we felt like we were pulling one over on them. Um, it just feels like a romantic evening, but you didn't have to go through too much trouble. And then getting away. This is so important. I think some women really struggle to leave their babies, especially baby number one. It's just hard. Um, you feel like you've been connected to that baby from day one, and so getting away for an extended period of time can be a struggle. And I just want to encourage you to do it sooner rather than later, even if it's going to be hard. Um, maybe your first trip away needs to be a short trip because you know it's going to be hard, and the next one can be a little bit longer. But it's so important to get outside of your house and away from your kids and with your husband for extended and interrupted time. And then Lance would tell you that hotel sex is amazing. So it's worth it. Um, which I would agree. Um, and then as parents, syncing up as parents, I think this might be, um, one of the harder things to do if you're not really thinking about it. Um, we want to rope our husbands in. These are their kids too. And sometimes I would forget that and think like he was babysitting when I would leave him with the kids, you know. And it's not. It's his baby. And so allow him to be part of that team. Give him jobs or activities that are all his. Um, books at bedtime. 
bath time, um, breakfast, whatever it could be. I, I just remember that Lance loved to give baby baths. He loved to bathe the babies until they were old enough to splash water. And then he hates bath time and thinks it's from Satan. He's like, do not make me bathe them. I do not want to bathe them. He hates water on the floor. Um, but he, and he enjoyed bottle feedings when that was a possibility. He was the swaddle master. Okay. Nobody could swaddle a baby better than Lance Cisco, And he let everybody know it. Um, and when the kids got older, he became the storyteller. Like nobody wanted mom at bedtime because they wanted dad. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful that he has a role in their life in that way. Um, and so we have to be really, um, really careful not to micromanage our husbands when it comes to the life of their kids. Like how would they like to be involved and where would they like to be involved? And that continues all the way through. I mean, you've seen my kids are older now and I still have to be like, oh yeah, um, so-and-so is struggling in this subject and we're dealing with this right now. And he may not know that because he's not there for homework or he didn't get that email from that teacher or whatever. And so really making sure that um, I always try to copy him on school emails and things like that because he's, he is their parent. And, um, and, it, and for some of us that might be like detailed and high functioning, we're just, we're just getting it done, you know, and we're doing a great job at it, but, but he's dad too. And he wants to parent in the same way. And I think this can also be hard when it comes to discipline. You might differ on how you want to discipline. And so you've got to have some long conversations about it. Um, even sleep training. I mean, there is a myriad of things that you guys could dis disagree about. Um, but what's most important is to get on the same page, to make some compromises, to agree on some things. I talked to another mom not too long ago and she was like, we just real like, i really feel this way. And he really feels that way. And my question to her was, can you try it his way? And she was like, I guess. And I was like, try it. You have one or two things that are going to happen. It's going to go great, and you can go, way to go, babe. Like, that was a great idea, and it worked out great. Or it's a total train wreck, and you go, I'm sorry that didn't work out. Can we try it this way now? It shows him, it shows him respect. It gets you all on the same page. There's nothing wrong with trying it his way. Um, and I've definitely learned that the hard way because I always think my way is better. Um, okay, so let me pause for a minute and let you think on those three areas on the area of syncing up spiritually, relationally, and as parents. Kind of jot down what your takeaway would be in each of those. So what I'm hopeful of, I'm hopeful that I've given you some brain space to kind of think on those areas, but not leave you too overwhelmed. That's what I'm hoping I did. Um, and that you can walk away knowing that communicating, serving, and syncing up are three areas that will really benefit you to making your marriage a priority. Um, I love, I don't know how many people have heard um, this particular talk, but Craig Rochelle did a marriage series that we've really enjoyed listening to. And I feel like he kind of sums up my whole talk um, with three simple sayings that are really good and that we like to share with our um, foundation group and merge um, couples. When you think something good, say it. When you think something special, do it. And when you want something different, be it. And I love that phrase. I'll say it again. He says, when you think something good, say it. When you think something special, do it. When you want something different, be it. 
And I feel like that's kind of the gist of what we're talking about today, is just getting above the fog long enough to say how much you love your husband, to serve him in a way that would bless him, and then in the areas where he might fall short, being able to be that person and hopefully inspire him to meet you at that place. And that is a really good marriage talk if you want another good little podcast to listen to. I have no idea what it's called, but it was Craig Grishel on marriage. Okay, ladies, we have about 20 to 25 minutes for Q&A. So we can take a short little break if anybody needs to go to the bathroom and come do Q&A or we can dive right in. I don't know how many questions y'all might have or how much I've flooded your brain space. Do y'all have questions or do you need a break to think of questions? Do y'all just want to take a nap? Yes. I think probably the journey is the shortest that we, one that we've done together. Um, reading through the Bible in a year was, that was long. That's the big chunks of time to find together. I don't think we've done anything shorter than the journey. And I'm trying to think what other ones we've done. Yeah, that is a good one. She said, um, New Morning Mercies by Paul Tripp. If you didn't hear, that's a great devotional book. We've never, Lance and I haven't done that one together, but I really like it. Um, New, Mer- New Morning Mercies by Paul Tripp. It's a great devotional book. Whether you do it with your husband or not, you would be encouraged by it. So, family devotions are a hot mess at the Cisco house. Well, we will put the bar way down here for you. Um, and they're really, I will be honest, they're pretty seasonal for us. Um, we will get in a groove and do amazing family devotions. We usually do them in the morning, unless it's Christmas. And then Advent readings are in the evening, which my kids just pointed out to me. I was like, I don't know why. I don't know, the Christmas tree lights maybe make us want to do those in the evening. Um, but typically, family devotionals are in the morning. And, um, and it's nothing, like it's, we've had books. We start, let me go way back. I got to crunch my brain a little bit and think back to little littles. But um, y'all might have to help me. What's the book? It's the Jesus Storybook, Jesus Storybook Bible Lady, but she did a different book. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, yes, thank you. Thoughts That Make My Heart Sing. Um, we did that for a long time when we were like biddies. I'll be honest. Um, I feel like, and we started this way too late, but I wish I could go back. This is a, here's a redo for me. I don't think my kids really will sit through a family devotion until they're school-aged. If I had it to do over again, like even even Christmas Devo time, I wish I'd have put the littles to bed and then kept five and over 
to have family devos. That might look different in other families, but for me, I think we were expecting an impossibility and driving ourselves insane. And they're getting lots of Jesus. You know, like we're training that way. They're hearing the scriptures. They're going to church. Not getting family devo when we're three and four is probably going to be okay. Um, But even still, like we started having family meetings now instead of just Lance and I. On Sundays, it's a family meeting over dinner because I have to sync up calendars with my 11-year-old. And, um, but that's also spiritually intentional time. Like we talk about things that have been hard, highs, lows, what's God teaching us, all that kind of stuff. And the two little guys were dismissed from family meeting last week because they just couldn't handle it. It was taking away from everybody else. And so I was like, hey, I think you guys are kind of checked out. Why don't you go hop in the bathtub? Like it's not a discipline. It's just the rest of us need to have a family meeting. So I just would say have really low expectations, but know that God is still working even in their, even in their insanity. It's amazing to me that I'll think no one heard a word, but two weeks later, somebody will mention something and I'm like, how did you even get that? So it's a good question. Yeah. By the time you check into the hotel at four and you gotta be out by eleven, mm-hmm. you really don't get much intentional time with one night. Mm-hmm. But we don't really have the budget to do two or three nights right now. Yeah. That's totally my life. My life is always on a budget. Um trying to think if I have any ideas though. We have recently just started crunching the credit card game so that we can get hotel points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and that's how we took our last trip. We did not pay one single penny for a hotel room, but it took us a year, (laughs) you know, but if you take one trip a year and you build up for that, um, then it's doable. We also had several, we had several years where our getaway was in town and that's okay. Um, Just got the cheapest hotel we could. Um, If you plan things on the weekday instead of the weekend, it's cheaper, cheaper rates. a lot of times we will do nothing. Like the hotel room was the vacation. Um, not necessarily. Mm-mm. And I'm really easy to please. We go to Whataburger for our anniversary dinner and I'm happy as clam. Like I'm just not, I don't need the fancy stuff. So that makes it easy. Um, easier, I should say. Um, but I probably need to put a little bit more thought into how we've pulled it off. But I will say there were several years where it was like, there just isn't much. So we're getting two nights in a hotel room right here in Dallas. Um, asking never hurts. Friends. Does anybody have a cabin, a lake house, a shed we could hang out in? <laughs> I mean, it just never hurts. And uh, there have been several trips that have come to us via that of just being like, hey, we really want to get away, but it's, it's tight. And so does anybody know of any place that does anything? And I'm always pulling the, do you have a ministry discount? <laughs> no? Okay. But several places do. So that's been nice. I'll keep thinking. What else? 
Next to nothing. That's nice. That's really good. Love it. What'd you say? What is it? What dot com? Hotel tonight. Hotel tonight dot com. Nope, just an app. I'm repeating it because no one can hear you on the recording if I don't say it. <laughs> cool. That's fun. Oh, I wish I'd have known that when our kids started puking on our vacation this summer. We were supposed to stay with Lance's brother, but you can't take a puking child to a relative's house, you know? It's not, not the best idea. So we had to get a hotel. What are you trying to share? Yeah. Yes. We just got a dream vacation to New York this year. We've never been before. I won't, I won't get started on that road, but it was, I mean, I mean, I'm going to be 40 next month and never been. So it was like a dream trip, but that we took the first flight out at like the crack of dawn and got there, like, it was like we had a whole, and you know, you just buy yourself a whole day. And they watched our bags, and we got a whole day in, and yeah, it's good. What else? I just realized y'all are in matching shirts back there. Aren't y'all cute? <laughs> Buffalo print. Any other questions? The cooking was a killer for me too. And I did a lot of cooking with kids underfoot banging on things, you know, and it probably a kid hanging out in some kind of, we didn't have ergos then, whatever, some kind of pouch. And um, I did a meal swap for a long time. That was a season where I did a meal swap. My husband hated it. Like he hated the meal swap. He was like, I don't like anyone else's food. And I was like, well, this is how we're living. Like, it just was all I could pull off. So I, that was with a couple of mamas. I know Holly talked about that at her talk, if you were here. Um, I did that for a little while. I will say that I think this is genius, and I wish I could, this is a redo for me. Um, something that I have started doing now is planning my meals better. I don't know if I had the brain space to do it when I had littles, but Lance gives me two hours away to go plan for it. And I think if I had that, even when I had littles, I think I could have pulled it off with better. And so what I do is I plan our meals for the month and then I make a shopping list for each week and then it's ready to go. And so it's a lot of forethought plan, but I'm not like chopping stuff early or any of that kind of stuff. It's just the plan is there. Um, and that has really been good for me, but I have to have the two hours away. Like I cannot do that in my own house with kids running all over the place. But, um, I love that love you a latte coffee shop. They know me by name there. 
in Richardson and I just sit there and for two hours I will plan out four weeks. And the other way that it's really helped us financially because I'm so much, one, I'm not going to the store all the time. And two, like this last week, um, I was making, oh, I made tacos last week. We had tacos last week, but I doubled the recipe for the taco meat last week and then put the other half in the freezer. And then this week we had nachos and I still had the taco meat to put on top of our nachos. And so like smarter, like my meals have been easier because half of it's already cooked some of the time, if that makes sense. And that may not be what you want to hear when you have littles because two hours of planning your meals might look crazy. But I feel like I'm doing it less because I'm just doing it that like once a month. It's a beat down. Yeah. Um, and then we got together and our husbands came over and watched the kids watched the kids walked a little um while we prepped we prepped had three or four for each other. I didn't live in Dallas when I had littles. So our, my trip to this, it took me 20 minutes to get to the grocery store and then 20 minutes back. If you forget something, you're just toast. Um, and there was no like Trader Joe's orange chicken and fried rice <laughs> in my world. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a beat down. Other thing, if you are going to plan your meal out, the way that I've done this, I can reuse it next year. See what I'm saying? Like, because it's on, it's printed. Like, all I have to do is hit February, print, and no one is going to remember that we had those same meals in February last year. It's genius. Should have gotten on that boat a lot sooner. <laughs> the hard part is, because there's so many of those online, you can find them online like that. But I always pull them up online and I'm like, we don't like that food, you know, or like, I only like one meal that you planned for this week, you know, so I could share it, but I feel like that's what it would be like is people would go, ooh, ooh, you know, everybody's so particular. <sighs> Mostly Pinterest because I'm such a picture person. Like if it looks yummy, then I like to cook it. And so... And now, now that you can make your own board for your meals, I feel like I've created this whole board of things that people will eat. And if people don't like it, it leaves the board. I just let, Pinterest has been such a help for me food-wise because I just go, well, not making that one again, delete. And then so now I can just open it up and I'm like, I know everybody likes all this stuff. And when I say everybody, I mean everybody except one of my children who won't eat anything. <laughs> he can have peanut butter. So... I know, it's hard. Anything else? Want to cut us short? Yeah. On the communication front, what practical tips do you have for the end of work day, stepping right into that chaos of mealtime connection point? I feel like we hear that all the 
Mm-hmm. And you know, you just reminded me that there's one thing that I like to share that I didn't. Um, when I am cooking, and it's a beat down, I'm trying to cook and say in my head over and over again, my husband had a harder day than me. My husband had a harder day than me. Mandy Lance had a harder day than you did. And like convince myself that he did. Um, and then prepare to engage him as if that were true. And I think that makes a huge difference because then you want to look him in the eye and be like, how are you? How was your day? You know, welcome to our house. Um, I will say as your kids get a little bit older, when they're little, this is, it's just the story of your life. It is going to be chaotic. But as they get a little bit older, we, we do the, hey, it's the five o'clock cleanup. Like dad's coming home, get excited, but pick up all your stuff too. And they just kind of will start to clean up and square away and put away and do what needs to be done. For when they were real little, it was get your bikes out of the driveway because he wants to be able to pull the car into the driveway, um, you know, things like that. And so I think that helps his attitude when he gets home, at least for my husband, like, oh, there's not like, you know, Legos all over the floor or Duplos or whatever. Um, things have been, you know, squared away a little bit. And sometimes it doesn't happen. I told you there was a season where I was like, that just needs to leave your expectation list because it isn't going to happen. Um, but eventually it does. And then I feel like the kids get excited. Dad's coming home and you're thinking he's had a hard day. Can't wait to see him. I can't wait to see how he's doing. Um, I just think mentality is everything. If you're cooking dinner and you're thinking about how noisy it is and how he sat in a quiet office and he got to go out to lunch and I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then your mentality when he gets home is, hey, you know, um, it's just, it's a lot, it's a lot, the mind games. And so I just want to encourage you to have that, that mentality of like, hey, he's had a hard day too, and I want to welcome him. And, I, and we want our homes to be the place that they're excited to come home to. Um, there was a season where my husband used to sit out in the car in the driveway, and I would see him. <laughs> and we didn't have text messaging there. So I would stand in the window and be like, I see you taking 10 more minutes to yourself while I'm in here. Um, but it was just a good sign to me, like, hey, he's not really that excited to walk in the front door. And so how can I make it exciting? A lot of people talk about putting on lipstick. I don't get it. I don't want to kiss if I've put on lipstick. I, lipstick usually means don't kiss me, you'll mess it up. Um, but I do think eye contact, state of mind, welcoming him makes a big difference. That help. Anything else? Okay, so we have about, um, we usually dismiss at like 11.50 and they don't want you to pick up kids before 11.50 because it makes other kids cry when moms start showing up. So you have, listen to the gift that God gave you, nine minutes. <laughs> Nine minutes to visit at your tables or go to the bathroom alone or do whatever your heart's desire. And I'll hang out here. I'll hang up here a little longer if you want to come talk to me about anything. Okay? Thanks, y'all.